now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Hour number two, live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580, broadcasting from the Victory Casino Cruises.com studio, some of the only legal sports book in Central Florida, right around the corner. Dr. Roger Gowdy, president of the AAU, is going to join us. I'll ask him whether or not they'll venture into esports for the AAU. That's coming up here in just a minute. Right now on the line, we have first up, Winston. Winston, welcome to Live, Local, and Loud. What do you got for us tonight, Winston? Oh, you killed me earlier. I just have a work about people not wanting to go to the White House. I mean, Nixon and all those guys, everybody in the old days. Nixon's the one who made it more popular. He had all the Americans, and then Playboy caught on. It's like that was more turmoil than anything in the world going on right now. I mean, even Elvis talked his way into the White House. He did. With a gun. There. He had a gun. In his boot. He, they he made, made a movie about it. three other ones. It's <laughs> a great he, movie. He said, I, all right, love you guys. Good call, Winston. I that is a great think, movie. What was the name of that movie? I think I it was A remember. Night at the White House. It was or something, something like, that. like that. I can't remember. It was a great movie, though. <laughs> it was a really good movie. <laughs> Mike on line one. How you doing, man? Welcome to Live Local and Loud. Yeah, absolutely invite UCF to the White House. Two uh, reasons. Okay, Number go ahead. one, you know, uh, President Trump inviting it would be controversial, and President Trump is all about controversial. Number two, and most important, Florida has a lot more electoral votes than <laughs> Alabama. Invite them. All right, Mike, I got a question for you, all right? I was going to ask Winston, but he hung up too quick. All right, do you think the Miami FSU and Gator fan base would be upset about it or kind of happy because it's putting the thumb in the eye of Alabama? Oh, I think they'd be ecstatic. I think they'd laugh. They'd go, screw <laughs> Alabama. This is funny. Great move. Heck no. Invite them. <laughs> you know, like, what do you have to lose? Do you let Shaquem Griffin sleep in the Lincoln bedroom? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. You tell him, hey, you get drafted in the first round, you can sleep in the Lincoln bedroom, right not? Good call, Michael. Really do appreciate it. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text is two one two three two. I've been looking at, looking forward to talking to this guy all week, uh, all week long since they told us we were going to get a chance to talk to the president of the AAU. We've had a ton of good guests, yes, on the show. Quentin Richardson, uh, uh, as well as uh, Chet Lemon joined us too. Uh, Miss Carlini joined us last week uh, from Italy. Yeah. Uh, she was the uh, the Sullivan Award winner last week. And now joining us here on the show, uh, we're going to kind of change directions here. Dr. Roger Gowdy, uh, who is the president of the AAU. He's also kind of a Cleveland Browns fan too. I and I, I want to get into the Browns here. We'll get into uh, whether or not they're getting into e-sports gaming, too. But uh, Dr. Roger Gowdy joins us now here on Live Local and Loud. Do- Dr. Gowdy, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know that you're a big Browns fan, and we talk more Cleveland sports than anybody, I feel like, here in Orlando, which is kind of strange. But the Browns have the number one and the number four picks. You'd have to think, I mean, just by mathematics, they're going to they're gonna figure out this quarterback position at some point in time, right? I hope so. I, I, I really do. And I, I hear rumors now, Belichick's talking with our general manager about uh, moving up to the first pick to get uh, the guy from uh, Southern Cal. So I, I'll, I, I hope that doesn't happen because, we're in, as you know, we're in dire need of a quarterback in addition to a lot of other positions. But I've been a diehard back to the days of Jim Brown, and uh, I'm not going to give up on him, but I like what the new guy's doing. And I say that every year, but this, this year I think I really mean it. <laughs> 
Uh, Dr. Gowdy, uh, I got two quick Cleveland questions, and then we'll move on to more important things. Uh-huh. Obviously, there's a lot of things more important than Cleveland and, uh, you know, sports. <laughs> no, I don't. Cleveland's a great place. Cleveland's uh, a great place. No, no, the city's great. Just the sports don't have the greatest history. But saying, yeah. uh, saying Cleveland needs a quarterback, is that just like the weathermen in Southern California saying it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow? Is that just... <laughs> Well, I, I would think so, since I think they're up to about 24 now since they've come back in 1999. And uh, it's, it's just we, see, we haven't seemed to find the right fix yet or the right mix with our, the rest of our positions. The second I, part, I really think the defense has come a long way, though, but I think we'll be okay. The second part of that is, is um, I know being from up there in northeast Ohio, uh, the rumors mean a little bit more, or lore, legend means a little bit more. Is Jim Brown officially now who the Cleveland Browns are named after, or and is it just the fact that Paul he, Brown or Jim Brown? Yeah, yeah. Is he just doesn't want to admit it at this point in his career? Yeah, I I don't know. That's a that's a good question. I've had an opportunity to meet Jim a couple times. He's a really nice guy, and uh, I the next time I see him, I'll have to ask him that question. <laughs> but it, it's. Uh, I, you know what? I, I would think that that's who they were named after because he's one of the greatest of all time. 100%. He's uh, Dr. Roger Gowdy, president of the AAU, joining us here on Live Local and Loud. Let's continue to go through, actually, the nightmare topics for Dr. <laughs> Roger Gowdy. Let's move on to LeBron leaving the Cavaliers. Uh, your, your thought today as we stand here, Dr. Gowdy, LeBron, where is he playing next season? Well, well, I give, I'll give you my hope first. I hope okay. it's in Cleveland because he does a lot of great things for this area, and he really he's like a one-man catalyst to the economy in this area. So I, I hope he really does stay in Cleveland. I would like to think that he'd want to stay in the Eastern Conference somewhere because why would he go out to the Western Conference when he's been he's won his division 10 years in a row. He's been to the playoffs like eight years in a row to the finals or championships. Why would you want to go to a conference where – it's an, you know he's in a building project. I don't I don't think he's at that point in time in his career, but I think there's only one person that knows, and that's LeBron. It absolutely is. Uh, now LeBron, of course, is an alum of the AAU. Uh, played, of course, uh, yes. uh, with the AAU. Uh, one of those guys uh, that that you see whose name comes up all the time. Uh, one of those guys who kind of built his his early career playing at the AAU. It's got to be a real feather in your cap to to go through some of those names, Doctor Gowdy, that. Uh, the AAU has had a positive impact on. Oh, if we had a tremendous. I think it's like up to seventy-eight or eighty percent of players in the NBA have come through the AAU system, and probably the other, you know, whatever percentage is, is are probably international players. Because I would think most of the, at least in the basketball, boys and girls basketball, have come through our program. Uh, we've always been known as the elite, and we're probably one of the only true national programs. There's a lot of regional activity by different groups, but as far as when it comes to basketball, AAU is still the brand, and AAU still has a great program going out there, and there's a lot of, lot of good players playing today, and there's been a lot of them that have come through the ranks. I mean, your own Orlando uh, resident there, Shaquille O'Neal, and a lot more. I, I can't name them all, but I, I know... We've had a lot of basketball players. Amari Stoudemire, yeah. nice little Orlando yeah. story as well. Yeah, Came that's right. Amari, yeah, he was coached by his, his coach and agent, uh, was one of our former president's sons. So, uh, yeah, he, he was great. We had a lot of good players come through. Just, just, again, they, I'm sure, played other brands too, but they all played AAU. Dr. Gowdy, I know you guys are located out in the Walt Disney World uh, area. How much has that played a factor in the amount of world-class amateur sports 
that sh- are showcased here at the Wide World of Sports and the other first-class facilities in the Orlando area? Well, I think it's a tremendous factor because, as you well know from being down in Orlando, that nobody does it like Disney. I mean, you could replicate a lot of things as far as facilities and uh, uh, events, but you can't replicate Disney. Disney is just a, you know, one of a kind activity, and you know they've been so good to us over the last twenty plus years, and they've enhanced their facilities and. From the very beginning, when we struck the first deal with them, as far as being partners with them, they said, wherever the athlete's hand or foot meets the playing surface will be the best in the world. And they really have lived up to that, because when the kids come down and play on some of the courts or fields or in the new arena, it's just a tremendous, tremendous opportunity for these kids. I mean, the week before, you may have the NFL teams down there doing uh, player things for the Pro Bowl. So our kids get to play on the same type of surface that the world-class athletes play on. So it's just a tremendous partnership. we got a great relationship with Disney, and I hope it goes on for many years to come. But really, it has a huge impact on our success. One other thing that's, you know, in the transient community, uh, you know, organizations coming and going, um, you know, new things, what's hot now coming along. I mean, are you, do you have to, I mean, I'm just assuming this. Do you have to look in your rearview mirror on what's coming next? How does the AAU manage to constantly stay relevant in uh, in a fast-changing amateur sports you know, when, world? When's the AAU get into e-gaming, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, don't be surprised if we're, if we're not. <laughs> so oh, wow. Is this breaking oh, news? Do we have something here? <laughs> don't, 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 don't be surprised in the next few months if you hear something from us. Oh, wow. Because, wow. Uh, That's... I, I, I think we are in, in a, different, a couple of different capacities here, but I can't speak to it yet because <laughs> I always end up having to sign these confidentiality agreements, and I don't want to have to give away my firstborn child for saying something I shouldn't have. But but we are looking at different options for us, uh, e-game being, being one of those things. And uh, I think we have to evolve with the times. And instead of looking in the rearview mirror, I think we need to look out the front windshield uh, around the curve and see what's coming up because it's this this amateur sports scene is really changing. And uh, we, we have adjusted with it in some sports and some we haven't. We have new sports that we've uh, brokered agreements with. One that uh, my next call is with a group called the Starlings. And I don't know if you've ever heard of them or not, but it's an African-American uh, volleyball uh, program. It's been around for about 20 years. And we're going to partner with them so that we can help build their program because they don't have the kind of resources that we have and they don't have the kind of uh, staffing that we have. So we're going to work together to help develop inner city volleyball to get more inner city kids playing volleyball. Uh, we are working with a group called, believe it or not, USA Pickleball. And uh, Oh, my God, like that thing is point, growing like crazy. 2.1 million people playing pickleball today. And uh, oh. now they don't have all those members. They have about, I want to say, twenty five to 30,000, but they have no youth involved. So we're going to develop their youth program for them. And it's, I mean, every phys ed class in the country, every high school phys ed class, they play pickleball. So oh, yeah, gonna, because you can play yeah. such an exciting game in a small indoor space. Absolutely, and the kids love it. So we're going hard after that. We're, we're doing a sport called futsal, which yeah. uh, you're not a hurt. No. But futsal is growing rapidly because 
again, it's it's it, if I call it indoor soccer, they're offended by that. But it's a lot like indoor soccer, but it really isn't indoor soccer. So we're, we've gone heavy into futsal, and we've tried to get our our you know our bread and butter sports are basketball, volleyball, track and field, uh, gymnastics, and baseball, and all the wrestling big sports. We've tried to grow them. My philosophy has been if we're going to be a multi-sport organization, we need to float all the boats. We need to grow all the sports. But at the same time, we have to reposition ourselves in the marketplace for those sports that are evolving because it changes. A hundred years ago in AAU, the biggest sport was probably boxing. Now boxing isn't such a big sport anymore. And so we have to look to the future and see the e-gamings of the world type thing to see where we're going to be for the next hundred years. I mean, we've been around for 130 years, but we certainly can't rest on our laurels. He is Dr. Roger Gowdy, president of the AAU. I, I had not thought about uh, the, the fact that you guys need to kind of continue to diversify your portfolio of sports, I guess. Uh, one thing that you do have coming up next week, the AAU's James E. Sullivan Award will be announced uh, on April 17th. Uh, some of the past winners, we spoke with Lauren Carlini last week, actually Peyton Manning, Sean Johnson, the Orlando Magic's J.J. Redick. He's now with the Sixers, Carl Lewis. Uh, this award is quite a prestigious award, and the winner usually is a name you will get to know inside of sports circles. Yes, you will. And the beauty of this is it's, it's, it's not just one sport. I mean, the Heisman is the best football player in the country, but it's just football. I mean, this is any sport, winter Olympic sport, summer Olympic sport, uh, any any sport, and you see from the diversity of our nominations, we have like 28 different nominees, and it now is narrowed down to seven people. But the talent is just absolutely incredible. Uh, this year's pool, once again, is just uh, to me is fabulous. Last year we had six gold medalists, and and the one person that wasn't a gold medalist won it. So that's how competitive this is. Um, the beauty of this is how it's selected. We involve the public. A third of the vote is by popular vote from around the country, by whether it be by Facebook, whether it be by email or by uh, mail-in voting. Uh, so it's a third of the vote, and it's, it's absolutely incredible when you see some of these big organizations like USA Swimming or USA Volleyball or, or uh, uh, SID department from the uh, Ohio State University. When you see them jump on board and start promoting this, and the popular vote just gets crazy. Uh, so, but that, that's why we keep that as only a third. And then a third of the vote goes from the board of directors of the AAU and the Sullivan Award Committee, which is about 50 people. And a third of the vote goes to the media and um, the past nominee, not nominees, past finalists. So that's about another 60 people. So we, we really think we get it right when we announce the winner because not only does the popular vote, Come, come into play, but we have people that are intimately involved in sports that have some say in who the, who the winner is going to ultimately be. And I always enjoy watching when we have the popular vote, when like the one year Ezekiel Elliott was uh, way down the list, and all of a sudden Buckeye Nation sent out a tweet, and he went from uh, about 20th place to second place in about, about 10 minutes. So it's, it's a fun it's a fun, fun time of year for us at AAU. It's kind of our flagship event, but we really, really enjoy working with these young kids and these athletes. And it's going to be a fun time coming up next week, the 88th annual AAU 
Sullivan Award, uh, April 17th, uh, coming up next Tuesday night. Uh, you can check more information on that at aausullivan.org. Uh, Dr. Gaddy, I really appreciated you uh, being generous with your time. Uh, thanks for joining us here today. And and by the way, if ever perhaps there is an announcement about esports being part of the AAU, <laughs> I want you to jump back we'll on with us. make it live on your show. Yes, yes, make it live on our show, actually, <laughs> yes. We'll talk to you about that a little bit later, okay? Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Dr. Roger Cowdy. Uh, yes, if they make that announcement uh, right he here on our show. He was quite candid, actually. He was. He was. Great interview, fun talking to him. I want to react to a couple of things from that. I know it's the AAU. I know it's not, like, earth-shattering news or anything. But a couple of takeaways from that we'll also get into. Uh, the final two days of the NBA regular season are here. A couple of big things still up for grabs. That's next. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunewitz, Nicky Football. It's live, local, and loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Welcome back. Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580. Broadcasting from the VictoryCasinoCruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. Big thanks to our guest uh, that last segment, Dr. Roger Gowdy, the president of the AAU. Good to catch up with him. I'm, I love that partnership we have with the AAU. We're getting to find out so many great things about that organization, what they're up to, what's going on. The Sullivan Award uh, will be presented next Tuesday night in New York. It, by the way, I mean, if you go to aausullivan.org, you can see some of the winners, some of the past winners uh, of that award. And, I mean, they are names that are going to jump out at you, whether it be Ezekiel Elliott or Peyton Manning or um, it was Missy Franklin, another uh, Michael Phelps and Carl Lewis. So uh, it, it was uh, good to catch up with him. And, and how about the news he dropped on us there that maybe the AAU getting into eSports gaming? That's, that's intriguing to me. That we've reached a point where, and I didn't think about it like this, but... Organizations like the AAU, what do they say? If you if you don't stop moving, you're falling behind. But they're continually trying to monitor what the most popular activities are for kids and for and for young adults, and trying to get into that, creating leagues for that, giving uh, the option for those sports to be played on an organized organized level. And esports is one of those things. We we saw last week the Orlando Magic. Per, uh, being involved in what was that the NBA 2K League that the NBA started the esports gaming League of Legends all these other things it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and that's that that intrigues me that now the AAU is not only involved in swimming and basketball and baseball and all of those regular sports that normally you would think to associate the AAU with but now something like esports I wonder how long before they get into cornhole, or if they're in it already. That was what I wanted to follow up and ask that question, but we uh, we just didn't have time. Whether it be cornhole or something else like that. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text two one two three two. Big night in the NBA tonight for the Orlando Magic. And as I say that, you're probably asking, "Well, wait a minute, Nick. Magic don't play tonight." You're right. They don't. The Orlando Magic do not play tonight, but. One of the teams, actually both of the teams that they are tied with in the Tankathon standings, the Magic come into tonight with the third worst record in the NBA, tied with Dallas and Atlanta. They can do no better than the third worst record. Memphis and Phoenix. Phoenix and Memphis are 1-2. And right now, the Magic tied with Dallas and Atlanta. Those are all three. But the two teams that the Magic are tied with play tonight in the NBA. The Magic finish out their season tomorrow night. The Hawks host the 76ers, 
and what most likely will be a loss. I mean, the Hawks are not even rolling out a G League team at this point. This this looks like a team that might be playing in, I don't know, Lebanon somewhere. But the other game to watch, this is must-watch television tonight. Because the Dallas Mavericks have done just about everything humanly possible to lose as many games as they can this season. You remember going back, I think the Ma- what, what did they beat the Mavericks by the Magic? Something like 20. The Magic just, they, they took the Mavericks to the woodshed. Excuse me, no, it was much closer to the game than I remember. That's right, it was 105-100. Much closer game than I remember. I thought for some reason that was a blowout, it wasn't. But the Mavericks have no interest in winning this game tonight. The Suns have already clinched the worst record in the NBA. But, I mean, you're 20-61 and 61 when you're this used to losing. My best bet, muscle memory will take over for the Phoenix Suns. So, if the Mavericks win... They don't control their own destiny anymore for having the third lowest, the third worst record in the league. If you're asking what happens with ties in terms of ping pong balls, Dallas, Orlando, and Atlanta, if they all finish with the same record, will split all of the ping pong balls equally, which means that all three teams would have a 12% chance, 12.1% chance at the top overall pick, a 38% chance at a top three pick. But normally, if you have that top three, like you, normally your odds are a little better than that. So... Tonight, a sneaky big game for teams playing for nothing. Mavericks and Suns. And I'm, I'm going to turn that thing. It's on at 8.30. And coming up in about four minutes, we have Celtics-Wizards here. Another game that is worth something in the NBA slate because right now the Celtics are the two-seed in the Eastern Conference. They're going to finish there. But Washington, if they win, they can draw even with Miami for the number seven seed. And everyone wants to be seven right now. They want to be seven because you want to play an injury-plagued Boston team without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. You don't want to play Toronto at one with something to prove. Philly at three, young and talented. And even Cleveland could still jump into that three seed. So, though the fi- second to final night in the NBA, a lot of excitement still be played for tonight. I'm going to be watching, cannot wait. And then the Magic finish the season tomorrow night. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We have an hour here tomorrow, 6 to 7, 8 o'clock tip for the Magic here on Live, Local, and Loud. We will talk to you tomorrow. We'll be back like we never left. Coming up next, NBA here on ESPN 580.